Welcome to Explorers Wanted. We are a weekly Numenera actual play podcast, except right now, during our first ever season break, we are a Stars Are Fire podcast. This is episode two of our most recent one shot. I am everybody's second favorite GM, Stace Babcock, and with me tonight is Alex Finn. I am your favorite baby-voiced baby of babies. That's true. Marietta Jones. I'm here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I made it. And I always save the best for last, I guess. Daniel Anderleg. Did we get any magic items on this quest? No. <laughs> Can we get a pony? Imagine it would be kind of hard to find a pony. <laughs> There's no ponies in the future, guys. Sorry. What do you think all those leather seats were? I was going to say, we ate them all. Ponies are assholes. Okay. Well. I mean, have you ever met a pony? They're yes. way bigger dicks than horses. They like to bite. You, I would think they <laughs> would be smaller dicks. They're more. I think they're compensating for something, actually. <laughs> oh, that's the worst. Yeah. All right. Yeah, it's a bummer. It's like, wow, we know you're small. You didn't have to inform me with your anger and ferocity. It's like a motorcycle or car with loud exhaust drives by and you just know. Yeah, except it's a smaller horse and uh, <laughs> less fun to ride and more of an asshole during grooming. It's fine. Totally fine. Hey, Marietta, mm. what happened last episode? Oh, man, it was kind of a cluster. Rhea arrived <laughs> after Tamara and Mox, who were grilled by the ship first before exiting their little speeder ship thing. And then they cleverly avoid the random screens. Then they come to meet Rhea, who I'm playing, and we all have covers that we know very well. Like, I'm Emily Graves, obviously. Mm-hmm. So I meet up with them, and I'm like, okay, clearly these are the guys. And then we go, they get me into, they get us into a back entrance, like a service entrance that will take us through. It'll take longer to get to the room, but it'll keep us out of the main thoroughfare because Rhea's not really a talker better to be sneaky about it than walking through the casinos we decided and so there was some great miscommunication in which marietta heard get in the trash can because that's what they'd been talking about but then surprised it was actually the serving cart but then i was already in the trash can so then Rio was in the trash can that's great highly recommend anyways then they trash canned her through the service area and out the other side and we ran into a guy who was slacking off who was like you should really get some suits on Chad, that bastard, doesn't like it when you wear not the navy blue coveralls. Rhea's still in the trash can. At some point, Mox throws some more trash on top of it, I guess, to whatever. And then when you get to the spa thing, Rhea can't really see anything because, surprise, the room is a spa. It's a multi-purpose room. And the lady there is like, oh, I'm waiting for somebody. But Rhea's still in the trash can and doesn't really know what's happening, so doesn't really pop out or say anything, because, I don't know, this is not what she expected. And then we go into the spa area to get trash where there's a bunch of people. And I don't really remember the dialogue. All I remember is that it was pretty dickish to Rhea, who was apparently supposed to know things and she doesn't. So she got really pissed off and, like, stood up in the middle of the trash can and yelled. And then all of the spa people are like, ah, call security! And so someone runs and gets the front desk buddy who's like i really need you to come with me now and these other people are then calling security and then tomorrow's like okay i'll come with you and then tomorrow punches this lady in the face and knocks her out and then we hide her under the desk and surprise there's another room in there behind the desk that goes somewhere spooky 
So we decided to take that route because those other people started calling security. So we're looking for this stupid lab. And then we find out that the bathroom's also down this this hallway conveniently. We get to the end of the hall and there's a door, but we can't get into it. So we go back and we get her passcode. And then Daniel as tomorrow rolled really well and was able to unlock the door for us. And it was a lab and there's two other guys in there. And then Rhea just like goes and starts synthesizing the, or refining the last parts of serum. And then these assholes, after she's done, you know, refining it, turn on them and release some sort of gas. But Rhea is like far away from her fucking bag with her breather. So through a series of very sad rolls, eventually passes out. But don't worry, Tamara and Mox are here to fuck up the bad guys and they take their breathers and it's great. So... I think we left off with Rhea being unconscious, them having the breathers, the other scientists being knocked out, and some very angry Star Force guards knocking at the door. Yeah? Pretty much, yeah. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, you guys are in this secret lab that was uh, hidden within the spa, which is a cover for the secret lab. And we're essentially ambushed by two of the scientists, or supposed scientists, Rhea is unconscious due to the uh, sleeping gas, but now that she has a breather on, its effects are slowly fading. She's not awake yet, but maybe she's like moving around or whatever. And Tamar and Mox were debating how to get out of this mess when the mess just got a little bit worse. And Star Force is banging on the outer door into the anteroom. Anteroom? Ante- oh, whatever. Antechamber. Front room? Front room. The foyer. Um, with the, of the spa. So, that sounds bad. Mm-hmm. Should we kill them too, or? I guess we could see if we can wake up Rosie here. Probably should be somebody other than me, though. Yeah, that it would be a nine medical check, intellect check, to wake Rosie up. If only we had a doctor. Yeah, it would have been helpful to have someone trained in medicine, huh? Mm-hmm. Or we could try to wake up. Let's actually wait. try to wake up the doctor first. I mean, yeah. Okay. Mox will do that, I guess, so. Well, the doctor is already shifting a little. Does seem to be slowly coming back. So to wake the doctor up, that would be a six medicine or intellect check. Well, Mox is going to do it. But what if we mess up and give the doctor a brain aneurysm? By getting a one. Okay, so how do you wake her up? You kick her a few times. <laughs> right? Okay. I got a ten. Dr. Ortiz wakes up. Maria's awake? Yeah. Mox just roughly shakes her, puts some garbage in her face, kind of like smelling salts. I think she, like, gasps and sits up. Oh, I hate that stuff. It gives you such a bad headache. Garbage? No. That's toxic, man. Garbage is gross, too. Anyway. Wow, that's a lot of banging. What are we doing here? Is the toxin still seeping into the room? It is. Although the rate seems to have slowed. So we took a vote and decided you're waking up Rosie. Oh, okay. I'll uh, crawl over to Rosie and see if I can wake her up. Okay, so I said earlier that would be a nine medicine, I think. But actually with the uh, sleep gas on top of that you're gonna need a 15 to awaken her i am trained in medicine okay 12 i rolled a 14 so hopefully that's okay a 14 all right how do you manage to wake up this concussed front desk worker who is also inhaling sleeping gas 
purple nurple. <laughs> <laughs> but maybe uh, she would have. I don't know. I was thinking she would just smack her, but I guess if it's still uh, <laughs> smoking, then maybe she would try to find a way to turn that off or if there's another breather in the vicinity. There are a couple lockers along the wall. Okay, I guess she'll look through those and see if she can find something. Okay, you open up one of the lockers and there is a breather on a shelf. And below the breather, there is a lab-coated woman with duct tape or something like duct tape over her mouth and uh, restrained hands and feet. And she looks at you wide-eyed. Well, that's unfortunate. I think I found the actual scientist. And so I'll, uh, I'll actually put the breather on this person if they don't have one already and let her out. They don't and they're looking drowsy. Okay, I'll put the breather on them and let her out and say, I'm really sorry about this, whoever you are. Clearly, this is not the scenario we wanted to be in. But if you know how to turn off the ventilation system in here so that we can stop breathing this, that would be great. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Duct tape. I did take the thing off and put the breather on her. You did yeah, you? Yeah. All right. Okay, cool. So uh, she says, they, they just put a gas grenade in the ventilation system. It's, it's just got to run its course. Okay. Do you have any more of these? Because, yeah, that checks out. Okay. Yeah, and the other lockers with Barry and Tina. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> is Rosie with you or is she with the other ones? No, Rosie Rosie is one of us. Ro- Rosie is XK. Okay. Okay. <laughs> and you guys don't have any breathers on you? No, yeah, there's ton- there's breathers in the other lockers. Okay, well, I guess she'll pull them out. You need extra? I need an extra one extra. for Rosie, is what I'm saying. She does not have one, and I would like to wake her up. Get her, get Rosie's out of her locker. Okay, I'll get Rosie's out of her locker then. Great, excellent. Okay. And I'll put it on... Do you open up the other lockers? I, I think she'll uh, let the others do that. She's going to wake up Rosie. That was what she was just told to do. Okay. Uh, apparently there's two other guys in these other lockers, if you want to help them out. Tomorrow's going to come up to Dr. Ortiz and pull her aside and say, is there anything in that device that you used that would be considered evidence of Project Pharaoh? What do you mean? The the machine we just used to refine it here? Yeah. Is there any is there any record in it that indicates what it did? Maybe. I mean, you're welcome to destroy it if that makes it feel better. No, 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 no. It's it's specifically designed not to record anything this is a secret lab it's not so secret anymore i don't know if you noticed (laughs) okay give me i'm gonna do some sort of insight check okay that'll be a 12 that is a 15 yeah seems legit okay it seems so legit that there's other people in here that are nefarious for this secret lab those those are laramie corp they just they came in here like a couple hours ago I don't even know how they knew where this place was. That's what I'm saying, is I'm, I'm afraid this isn't as secret as you think it is. Yeah, no kidding. So maybe we should get rid of this. I, we need to get rid of the whole lab. That's what I'm saying. Is there an explode the lab button? Is there a secret way out of yeah, here? Yeah, that's a good question. Yes. Care to enlighten us, and then we can use that to exit? It's through the back of the shower. In that bathroom? That's not creepy at all. We don't use that shower. I would imagine not. <laughs> no. It makes us uncomfortable. If we get Tina and Barry out, they're going to be able to help us scrub this place. Okay, let's get them out. All right, Rosie, I'll put the other <laughs> from a mysterious third blocker, fourth blocker. I'll put hers on her. 
So while you're doing this, you hear a sudden loud crash against the door out into the counter area, the one down the hallway. Tamara, you recognize the sound of, of like a breaching kit. It's a battering ram. They're trying to ram down the door. Mm-hmm. So why don't you guys get them and we'll start scrubbing right now. No, we don't have time to scrub. Dr. Ortiz, we need to get you and Project Pharaoh out through the shower. We're going to have to destruct. Yeah, let's do that and get your people right now if you want them to live. Yeah, so Maribeth, the scientist, opens up the other two lockers. And the other two, Tina and Barry, clearly also kind of woozy, although the, the sleeping gas didn't penetrate the lockers as much as the rest of the room. She helps them get their breathers on and they're ready to go. Okay. I mean, as far as Tamara's concerned, I mean, if these guys want to clean up, that's fine. But Tamara's heading for that shower with Ortiz. Okay. So the four XK employees follow you out of the lab. They shut the door behind them and follow you into the restroom to the shower. Did did they set a self-destruct? One of them walks into the shower and shower controls faucet controls i don't know what they're called anyway they're very complicated more complicated than like someone's house you're visiting right and they do something fairly complex with it and the left side of the shower stall slides open into a smallish escape route it's a crawl space it's about four feet tall and a foot and a half wide I hope you're not claustrophobic, Doctor. I feel like we would have found out her claustrophobia with the trash. They'll just look really sternly at this lady and then walk in. <laughs> like, really, this is the bullshit that you're giving me right now? Tamara looks at Mox and is like, she really smells awful. She does. So bad, we should have hosed her down. I did leave the trench coat. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Actually, Tamara's going to go in front of the Doctor. She's going to pull the Doctor out and go in front. And then have Mox follow the doctor. Since Stace has devised a cruel escort mission for us. <laughs> the doctors follow you in or the other scientists follow you in. The door slides shut behind you. There's a panel on the left side. They put an input a code. And in the distance, you hear a like a whoomph sound. And they say, the lab's been taken care of. Ah, oh, that's convenient. Smart. Mm-hmm. How much farther? And where does this lead us out? This is going to lead us outside the station. There are spacesuits at the end. We're going to have to spacewalk to the terminal. Fuck, Stace, you're doing EVA to us again. God damn it. Listeners, listeners, you didn't hear in the last episode, but we've done an unrecorded Stars Are Fire. And EVA is terrible in Stars Are Fire. (laughs) My favorite part. (laughs) Okay, let's go. And tomorrow starts heading following this exit path. Okay. You get to the end, and sure enough, there are about 10 spacesuits that you can put on. It takes about 10 minutes to put one of these things on. Okay. How many people total do we have again? You've got the four XK employees, and you have you three. So seven. Okay. So the three remaining ones, Tamara's going to use her monomolecular blade and sabotage them. So they can't be used. She's not going to be subtle about it. She's just going to do it in such a way that if the security somehow managed to follow them down to here, they couldn't just hop into these suits and try to chase us. They would have to go find EVA suits. Okay, cool. Sweet. So uh, there's a manual airlock at the end of this thing. So just a big... Did I mention Tamara's paranoid? Just a little. Oh, yes, you have. 
things you have. There's a big wheel, you know, that that you'll have to turn to open the interior of the airlock. Oh, okay. So that's going to be fairly simple. A three three might to to turn it. Tomorrow I'll do that. Mox, you want to help? We'll do that. Okay. Then it's a freebie. Sweet. So when you you get into that, um, you can close it behind you, and it's the same thing. It's a manual door to the outside. Still the same difficulty levels. Yes. Then if Mox is helping me, it's a freebie. Yep. Okay. Cool. Can we sabotage it? Mox had a good idea. You want to sabotage it how? We could sabotage the outer door so it can't close. So if they open up the inner door, it would uh, it would cause a massive problem. Oh, they would automatically be exposed to the void. Okay. Mm-hmm. So in order to sabotage that to that degree, it's going to be a well. Honestly, you could just leave it open. You wouldn't even have to sabotage it. Oh, because they're all manual doors. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. We leave it open like a kid visiting their parents. And we have magnetic boots, right? Oh, yes. You do. So you get on the outside of the spiral and you actually see that you are only about 600 meters from the terminal. Now, which part of the terminal you are closest to is hard to discern from here, but you can see the docking stations for the ships. Does our ship have an additional port beyond what's docked to the station? An additional, like, manual hatch? Airlock. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sure. Why not? For, for in case the airlock goes down. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's start walking towards the terminal and then see how close our ship looks. Cool. And just as a reminder, everything in the void is hindered. And mm-hmm. kind of hate this. You do have an AI on your ship that you can probably communicate with, just as a reminder, with your comms badges or whatever you've got. So, okay. It's about 600 meters to successfully void walk across it. I am going to need, it's not very difficult, a nine, but since it is the void 12 for you guys to be able to walk to where the ships are without incident. Okay. Before we do that, Mm -hmm. can I use comms to tell the ship AI to notify us of any potential threats on our way there that it can pick up on scan? Like on the exterior? Mm Mm-hmm. Yes. Absolutely. Okay. Mm-hmm. Here's a second question. Can we make a rope chain, you know, like you do with preschoolers? Kind of to give some people an asset to not, like, off into the void? You all have tethers, so yes, you could link yourselves together. How easy is it to unhook the tethers if we want? They're like a carabiner. Okay. What I would suggest is I will use our private comms to tell Mox to make sure that the other scientists are only tethered to her, make sure that they can't, that we have the option that Mox can just unhook from the other scientists if we need to bail and just get Dr. Ortiz out of here. Okay. So the other scientists tether themselves together and accept the tether to Mox, and they say over suit-to-suit comms, so we have a chip over on the other side that's our escape route do you want to come with us no if you have a ship there we'll go to our ship 
Okay, so we're going to H terminal. Okay, good luck. Yeah, you too, and yep. So uh, they'll actually decline to hook up to Mox and start walking in the opposite direction. I think Mox says on the private channel to tomorrow, I hope they get hit by an asteroid. Yeah, I guess that's the question, right? They count as evidence. Uh, do we have to... Can you shoot in space? You uh, you took your pistols? I don't believe they're vacuum pistols. You can check your character sheet. I don't think they're vacuum pistols, no. If they're not vacuum pistols, that's another level of hindrance. Let's just hope that uh, XK doesn't have a problem with it. Yeah. Do they count as evidence, or are they people? They were apparently briefed in on Project Pharaoh, and they are XK employees, allegedly. Oh, you did insight. I don't really answer the question, but... It's what you know. Okay. I guess we let them go for now. God. Yeah. It's a tough one. I don't like it, but probably have to let those guys live. I mean, Mox could just slash one of the suits and kill them all. Yeah, but my monomolecular blade is probably inside of my suit right now, so I can't get it out. How hard would it be to just rip off one of their helmets and, like... It's hard in EVA. You know, you know how hard it is to do anything physical. I mean, they're pretty weak, but still, I, it's probably not worth the chance of a fight drawing attention to us. Okay. Then we're going to go to the ship and be like, I just hope they get hit by an asteroid. Mm-hmm. Okay. Go ahead and give me a 12, each of you. Oh, I thought you were going to say for them to get no, hit by No, not to get like, hit by an asteroid, I guess. Uh, what kind of roll is this? Speed. Okay, I'm going to spend effort. That was a waste. 14. Mm-hmm. 17. 19. <laughs> Ooh, all right. So all of you are going to make it sort of over the curve of the spiral towards the terminal that you see. Marietta, what would you like for minor effect? I think Rhea's just, like, naturally talented with this, so if I could have an asset on the next roll, I presume there's more than one for okay. EVA. Uh, for for EVA? Yeah, strangely, as you start to approach the terminal, you do see security patrol vessels, darts, shining spotlights along the outside of the spiral, which is a standard security measure. Mm, probably. They seem to be on a standard pass. So what I'm going to have to have from you guys, well, you can kind of decide how you want to try to handle it. It's not a great place for you guys to hide, but you can try to stay out of the way of the spotlight. Your EVA suits are dark. So how do you guys want to try to avoid the spotlight? Okay, so let me toss an idea out at you. Mm-hmm. Um, since tomorrow's leading. Tomorrow is familiar with the security of the station, Mm -hmm. right? So in theory, she would have an asset on trying to spot the pattern. Yeah. She's trained in stealth. Okay. So I think it's likely that she would be able to... And the suits are dark. Would that be an asset? Mm Mm-hmm. Because I would assume that a dark suit is actually not normally optimal for... They're intentionally dark because they're for escape. So yes, I would say that is an asset. So I think... Tamara would then, with her skill in those two assets, be assisted by have three assets, essentially. Sure. And the base difficulty of this, you're doing a stealth check then in that case, right? Mm-hmm. Is it 12? Hindered 15 minus 3 is, or minus 9 is 6. Did I do all that right? Mm-hmm. All right. Yep. 
I rolled a six, exactly. Ooh. All right. So, Tamara, you just, you spot the pattern. You know that they do kind of a lazy M. They're not too precise about it. This particular ship is clearly just sort of checking the box. And you manage to guide the crew <laughs> through without getting spotted by the spotlight. And you find yourself over a docking station and you can see a placard on the outside of that docking station that says G9. Okay. So we're at the ship safely? You're at G9. So you're close. You got to get to G4. Can we see our ship from here? You can. Can we gauge how difficult it is to get to the ship? So there is a pretty steep drop-off, but you are in magnetic boots, so you would essentially need to go over the curve of this part of the spiral. There's going to be a ceiling type beneath that above the ship, which is docked. And then, of course, there's a docking tube from the airlock into that foyer that you guys initially disembarked into. So you could either try to walk like all the way around on the exterior of the station and get onto that airlock tube, or you could free float across, land on your ship. Fuck you, Stace. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's such a bad idea. So bad. But it is probably the less detectable option. <laughs> I know. It's probably what tomorrow I would choose, but I hate it so much. You should. <laughs> Do it going to be difficult. Do it. Do it. Okay. Tamara's going to turn to Mox and Ortiz and say, okay, hear me out. This is incredibly dangerous, but probably the best way not to be noticed by anybody from Star Force is to try to free float over to our ship and go in the port there. It's going to be very difficult. We could miss but the alternative is going into the station and trying to get out of these suits and then get onto our ship normally and i just that's also highly risky especially since star force just had a lab explode on the plus side the only well here's the the only inaccurate card key that was used on that lab door was dr ortiz's alias so there's a plus there but well, I'm not really physically changed. Do you think you could just go get it and then pick me up? Not really. Easily. Not without being even more noticed by the security. Because the ship coming over and just hovering over a part of the station, you would still have to jump to it in some way. Yeah, it's a little suspicious, and we'd rather not split the party like that. Okay. Let's free float it and free float it. Just to be very clear, this is not a skill I've ever possessed. Okay. So you guys get to the edge of that that curved portion of the spiral. I assume you're trying to be pretty much directly above the ship, Mm -hmm. as close to as you can. Okay. Mm -hmm. This is pretty dangerous to try. So there's a, it's a 15. You're hindered. It's an 18. And go ahead and apply whatever assets that you have. What type of pool is this coming from? I think it's still speed because it requires a certain level of... Although, honestly, it depends on how you approach it. I would accept different arguments. So, first thing I'm going to do is I'm going to take a recovery roll, an action recovery roll. Okay. Okay, that's good. I'm back to full. And I'm going to try 
to spend a level of effort on this. Okay. So that brings it down to a 15, right? Mm-hmm. Does my balancing help? Yes. Yes, it's 12 for me. 13. <laughs> okay. So are you all leaping at once, or tomorrow are you going first? I assume I'm going first so that I could possibly be in a situation to assist if somebody's getting to close but no cigar situation. Okay. So tell me how tomorrow successfully makes this crossing. She doesn't do it anything fancy. She just kind of does the jump and kind of tries to, as unshowily as possible, get herself latched into place next to the hatch. Okay, she does that, and the tether unrolls and extends along with her. So I could use ship suit to suit with those guys and say, or private comms and say, okay, just have the doctor try her jump, and I will tug on the tether to try to bring her here since I'm already magnetically locked. Yes, and that would give her an asset. Mm-hmm. But I bring it down to 15 for Rhea. Okay, and I will spend a level of effort. Okay. And I don't think she... She just has puzzle solving, which is not helpful. <laughs> okay. So this will be a 12. It's going to be speed. It's more of a platformer than a puzzle game, really, at this point. <laughs> what did you do, Marietta? Yeah, that was a 1. <laughs> I don't have any XP. I think the only person who has XP is Mox. Yep. And I'm going to use one to, for that reroll. Thank you. All right. I'm going to use an entirely different dice. Again. Darn. Uh, that's 11. <laughs> Are you spinning again? Okay. That's a 16. <laughs> All right. So I'm going to say that Dr. Ortiz just sort of disengages the magnetic boots and floats off the edge. One more. Yeah. Me, uh, to be tugged in by Tamara. All right. Max, your last one. So Dr. Ortiz and Tamara can both tug at this point, right? Oh, sure, Daniel. Why not? So there's two assists. So that's going to knock it down to a 12 automatically for Max. And then I think leveraging risk applies. So I get down to a 9. It's risky. It's risky business. It's risky, but it's supposed to be more about chance. And this takes definite skill. So just playing poker. Ah, but there's a random element with the cards. I could randomly get hit by an asteroid. Would you like that to happen? No. Okay. I'm so disappointed. It is speed if you want to spend effort. Fine. I will. I'll spend a level of effort. Okay, that's a nine for you. Seventeen. Okay. Like a graceful butterfly. Okay. We're going to instruct the AI to open the outer hatch. She, you hear a, a hissing noise. And you realize that it's unsealed, but it is still a manual hatch that you're going to have to to open yourself. Of course. So since it is hindered, since you're in the void, go ahead and give me a three might there, Daniel. Three, exactly. All right. Wow. All right. So you get that thing open and it's the same sort of little manual airlock. You guys actually have to go in. It's a really tight fit, but you make it. You're inside the vessel. And Annabelle comes over the comms and says, or over like the ship loudspeaker and says, I have already began undocking procedures. She doesn't, she's, she's, uh, she's not great on grammar, but. (laughs) That's fine. I'm not either. Okay, Mox. 
it's time to do what you do best. <laughs> Mox is gonna just ooze into the chair. Because this has been a stressful day for Mox. Okay. So, Mox, you know that you are going to have to try and undock discreetly because typically you are given a departure window by control that you're expected to adhere to. And in fact, you want to do it fairly speedily because the AI starting the undocking process without prior authorization is going to alert the command tower that of your intent to undock early. So this is going to be a 12 piloting pass to manage to get away and evade any alerted patrols. So then it comes down to a nine because Mox is trained in piloting. Okay. But I also use vehicle driving to get it down to a six. No, it doesn't mean ships for vehicle driving. That would be like a, a motorcycle or hover cycle, whatever. Bye. Bicycle. <laughs> yeah, some sort of cycle. Bicycle. Is that what you said, Daniel? Bicycle? Space cycle. No, space cycle. Yes. <laughs> All right. What did Mox 16. get? Sixteen. 16. All right. So you manage to, just as the airlock has detached, within half a second, Mox is stepping on the theoretical gas. And uh, yeah, you fall away from the spiral. And Annabelle, the AI, comes over the loudspeakers and says, I have set a course for Montfort Station. Travel time is 12 hours. And the ship starts heading off in that direction toward Venus. We did it. Woohoo! Dr. Ortiz, you might want to make use of the showers. Just be aware we have limited water supplies. So, your shower is limited to five minutes. So, you don't want to donate one of yours to the cause? No, I'm going to need it too at some point. We'll disappear to the showers, I suppose. All right, cool. So, you cruise toward Montfort Station and you're on the approach, and you see a luxury yacht that has been converted to be stationary in orbit above Venus. And this station has, you can see a another small ship docked with it and another clear docking bay. And Annabelle comes over the loudspeaker and says, we have been cleared for docking by Montfort Station. Mox, would you like me to bring her in? Yeah, cause the way today's going, I'm just gonna fuck it up and crash. How long was the travel time again? 12 hours. Okay, so we, we're back to full effectively, aren't we? Oh, sure, yeah. If we wanted to do recovery rolls and sleep and things like that. Mm-hmm. Whoop, whoop. Question. Mm -hmm. Annabelle. Yes? Is there a call sign associated with the other small ship that's docked at the station? The name of the ship is the Rochester. Is that an XK ship? It is an XK Astra Limited Partnership vessel. Okay. All right. So tomorrow's going to go over and find Dr. Ortiz and say, Dr. Ortiz, are, are you decent? Are you ready? We're about to dock with the station. Uh, yes, I'm ready. So grab her bag. Okay. And Project Pharaoh. Um, yeah, that's somewhere on her person. Okay, good. <laughs> All right. Oh, it's there. <laughs> so, uh, Annabelle docks the ship. The airlock pressurizes and opens. And... Would you guys like to do anything particular before you exit the ship? Not in particular. Tomorrow's just going to make sure she has all her equipment. Yep. Uh, Annabelle doesn't alert you to any restrictions. So, yeah, so you go through the airlock, you walk in, and 
You see a pretty plush waiting room. There is thick scarlet carpet, some antique looking wooden furniture, like the fancy stuff that you're scared to sit on. That's got like gold thread and it's weirdly embroidered. I know what furniture is called. And in the middle of this room is a table. And there is a, is a, 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 there are heaping platters on this table. You got some charcuterie on one tray. You got fresh fruit on another. And there are several bottles of wine with glasses um, that are available. And a woman with black hair emerges from a far door and says, Welcome to Montfort Station, Dr. Ortiz. Come with me, please. We've been waiting for you. Uh, I will go with her. Mox is going to follow. Mox, Tamara, please stay here and enjoy the refreshments. Our assignment is to stay with her. Yeah, we're supposed to keep going. We're supposed to keep with her the whole time. We'll stop our mission when we get paid. This is not an option. What Dr. Ortiz has to do next is highly classified. Can I roll like an insight check on this? Yeah, I'm just like, insight? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So that's going to be a 15. Don't have anything in detecting deception, so. Okay. We'll just spend some intellect. It's a 12. 14. That's a success for you, Alex. Mox got a 20. Okay. She is being sincere and serious. Okay. And she says, we need to respect patient privacy. Only Dr. Ortiz can come back into this area. Now, Alex, what would you like for your major effect? Extra damage. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. So it's, it's related to insight. I will say that you can ask her a question and she will give you an honest answer. Daniel, do we have any questions? Can you give us an ETA on how soon Dr. Ortiz will be back? Because we do need to get her to another stop after this. She will be returned almost immediately, but she is required to wait to ensure that there are no complications with the treatment. It could be a few hours. A few hours is fine. Thank you. Dr. Ortiz, will you come with me? Understand also that as employees of XK, if it's excessive of two hours, don't receive an update. We will have to assume something has gone wrong and we need to intervene. Dr. Ortiz will be returned to you in less than 30 minutes, unless something goes wrong with the administration. After that, we need you to wait for a few hours to ensure that the treatment goes well. And once we've ascertained that, then you are welcome to leave and and go back to XK. Okay. Dr. Ortiz? All right. Thank you for your concern for the sake of your job, I presume. Anyway, here we go. All right. And she leads you back into the next room of the yacht. And it it doesn't look much like a yacht anymore, not from the inside. It feels very much like a house. And she turns to you and she says, I'm Monica. Pleasure to meet you. The patient is this way. And she guides you through a few rooms and halls and you approach a door and she opens it. And inside, there's a bed chamber with a patient And the patient is completely covered with clothing or blankets, except for an exposed portion of their forearm. And even that has gauze wrapped around it with like a catheter type. An IV? 
Yeah, like an IV protruding out of that. An IV port is what you're thinking. Yeah. IV port. Ports are nice because you don't have to stab their skin. It's already for you. And so I'll... Uh, Man, I was hoping it was a suppository. Make sure everything's prepped and I'll look from Monica to this patient to Monica. I'll be like, look... I'm fine with this whole covering thing. I just wanted to know that it's going to be really hard to observe symptoms with them covered. This is not the most pleasant process. We know. This is not the first time. This is simply the newest formula. Right. Uh, she'll uh, pull the pen case out of her, her pocket and open it up and pull it out again. And go to the, I presume there's some sort of med stand nearby and pull mm-hmm. out a sterile syringe. Okay. And prep everything and give them the... If whoever this individual is, the dose... It's the entire vial. Uh, do you have an approximate weight for me? <laughs> this is something that, that Dr. Ortiz would know was expected of oh, her. Oh, okay. I will administer the serum then. Okay. The screaming begins almost immediately. The body arches beneath the covers, and Monica looks in you and says, As you know, this will take some time, so we will come and get you. Well, it's much faster than the last one, I presume, because you gotta do it quick enough so they don't die, but slow enough so there's time for the new cells to to reform their membranes, you know? Yes. Well, the screaming will go on for quite a while, but we will come and fetch you if they need assistance. Sure. Let me know. Okay. And a synth appears near the doorway and leads you back to the waiting room with Mox and Tamara. Tamara is, like, pretending not to be intrigued by the hors d'oeuvres on the refreshment table and is waiting for Mox to try them to make sure they're not poisoned. Mox is smelling them. Smells like soprasada and... It's fancy, man. Yeah, it's fancy. Various salamis. Prosciutto. Ugh. Some weird cheeses. The cheeses don't all smell they're great. They're very stinky, yes. Some are soft. here. Is there any bruschetta with goat cheese? Absolutely. Here's how. <laughs> I know it's normally with mozzarella, but goat cheese, oh my. So yeah, uh, as time passes on, you can occasionally hear distant screams, even in this room. How do you guys react to hearing screams in the distance? I mean, does it sound like the doctors? It is somebody howling in pain. Yeah, but does it sound like our Rhea? Does it sound female? Rhea's with you. you were just oh, simply... I've been returned. Okay, yeah. I've been returned. Oh, yeah. well then Mox doesn't care. Yeah, Tamara doesn't care. It just sounds like all of her dreams. I think uh, Rhea's just sitting there with like her hands on her head and like legs shaking like, please work. <laughs> I think Mox might be eating now. Okay. Oh, if Mox is eating, then Tamara's definitely eating because it's unlikely that this kind of luxury is easy to find normally. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, the screams seem to reach a crescendo, and then suddenly there is silence. And a few seconds later, you hear someone running, and the door opens, and it's the scent and says, Dr. Ortiz, it's gone bad. <laughs> Lovely. We need your help stabilizing the patient. All right. So she'll go run in and use her medical expertise to see what she can do. And in the rush, the, the synth leaves the, the door open. Okay. Mox is going in. <laughs> Tomorrow's just going to follow Mox, like, kind of sighing and just being, like, uh, whispering to Mox over their private comms to say, so, uh, this doesn't sound good. 
There was this weird thing she added to the formula. I'm not sure if it was supposed to be in there. All right, so you enter the bedroom. The blankets have shifted around. In fact, Monica is pulling the uh, the woman who initially met you. Uh-huh. Is pulling the blankets off of the patient, clearly exposing them for access for medical intervention. Yeah, so they they strip the patient and they're hooking up all sorts of equipment. And uh, she looks at you and she says, Dr. Ortiz, can you assist? Or can you figure out what's going on with this treatment? They've survived all the rest. It would be a shame for them to die on the last one. <laughs> I'll pull out my scanner thing. Balls, my hand scanner. Uh, it's level four. I will use it in combination with my medical skills to see if I can figure out what specifically has gone wrong with the serum. I did think it took a little bit longer than maybe it should at this phase. I'll see what I can deduce quickly. Okay. While you're doing that, Tamara looks at Mox and says, what do you think that guy live or dies? I'm going 10 Luminon dies. Okay, 10 Luminon lives, let's go. We didn't mention that we were also a part of the uh, Tyson Foods management team. (laughs) (laughs) Marietta, Rhea is attempting to determine what has gone wrong or what she needs to do to intervene. Yeah, she's trying to figure out what has gone wrong in order to address it specifically. Okay, that's the target 12 to try to figure that out. Okay, and she has her scanner thing and she's trained in medicine. Okay, so a six. Okay, good, because that's an eight. (laughs) All right, so as you're scanning the patient, uh, you, you realize something strange. You realize that this patient is, if they were ever human, they're not quite anymore. And in fact, as you're looking at them, you realize this was formerly a human woman, but now her skin has a weird gray tinge to it. She is nearly bald with a few wisps of hair on top of her head. And the problem right now is that she is in cardiac arrest. Okay, so I think I will reach over and um, to the medical kit and grab a shot of adrenaline to try to prevent that cardiac arrest. And then I will see what else I could do to mitigate the effects that she's experiencing. Okay. So to your first attempt to stabilize the patient, I'm going to need a target 12. A 17. Apparently the metal dice is the one we're using tonight. Okay. So your efforts are successful. You managed to stabilize the patient. Tell me what Dr. Ortiz does. I think that's exactly what she does is she sees that their heart rate is going. So she just gives them a shot of an adrenaline and that just seems to be sufficient to give this individual the wherewithal they need to continue, I guess. Okay. So very vigorously pumping heart now. (laughs) All right. A few minutes go by. The patient seems to be doing okay. And Monica turns to you and says, that is all. Just so you know that the serum was made to work on mammalian creatures, preferably humans. <laughs> so I don't know what y'all were doing, but that could have definitely caused an issue. And You certainly don't know what we're doing here. Clearly. Yes. You may go now. Thank you. And before you turn away, you see the, the tinge of gray become a deeper gray. And the patient opens their eyes and you see that they're a strange yellow-brown color before Monica hustles you and the other scent hustle you toward the door.
Cool. Love that. Love that. Rhea, as you come into the hallway, tomorrow passing 10 limited mocks. Of whether she lived or died, because she lived. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Mox is making bank on this. All right. Well, a synth appears. Well, it was the same synth is clearly urging you guys down the hallway and back toward the airlock. That's the mission. Come on, Dr. Ortiz. It's time to get you home. I think at this point, Ortiz is just going to go along. She has no combat capabilities. It doesn't really know what's happening, nor does fucking with these people seem like a wise choice. Okay. Do you grab any snacks on your way out? Wine, fruit? Yeah, tomorrow's definitely grabbing food. Mox fills all the pockets of the jumpsuit. And uh, you board your vessel, (laughs) and Annabelle comes over the loudspeakers again and says, Initiating undocking. And you separate from the station. And it's going to be approximately a six-hour, no. A three-hour tour? Twelve-hour, twelve hours back to the XK spiral. Okay. Is that where we just got kicked off? No, you're on the Stardeep Spiral. So XK is, you guys work for the XK Astro Limited Partnership, which is like a joint venture, but it is housed in the XK Spiral. Anything you guys want to do en route? Um, I think Rhea just stares out the window and contemplates your life. So uh, you dock at the Spiral uh, near the good speed, which is ungo- still undergoing significant repairs after the last trip out to Idris. And Stella waves at you from across the docking bay. As you come off of the the modified racer, you see at the end of the docking tube a tall, gray-haired woman in an XKFTL division captain's uniform, a woman you've never seen before. And with her, a, a shorter, broad-shouldered woman with blonde hair and scarred knuckles. She's wearing a tool belt. And they are clearly waiting for you. Tamara sighs, but continues down the gangway with the group. <laughs> Mox follows, but behind Rhea, kind of. Okay. The woman in the captain's uniform holds out her hand, and she says, Tamara, Mox, welcome back. It's good to meet you, especially considering your exemplary actions on the last trip out to Idris. Unfortunately, your captain did not recover. My name is Benji Haggerty, and I will be the new captain of the Goodspeed. And this is Chief Engineer and First Officer Dagna Lovrick. And the woman with the tool belt holds out her hand as well. Tomorrow we'll shake hands. Mox will also shake hands. Rhea's like, I'm not sure why I'm here anymore. Mostly, we do have to reach out to the Director of Special Projects, though. So we, we do have to cut our introduction short. The director of special projects has informed me that your mission was successful. She has authorized the disbursement of 3,000 lumens apiece to your accounts, as well as the favor that you may redeem at any point in the future. She will be reaching out to you for a more thorough debrief. But as of right now, we need you guys to return to the good speed and confine yourselves aboard till you're a little bit less hot in terms of, you really drew the attention of, of Star Force and Star Deep Security. Okay. We're going to stash you, and uh, Dr. Ortiz, we're going to stash you aboard the good speed as well. Oh, really? Yes. Is there like a lab somewhere I could be working in? There is a previously unoccupied lab, yes. And we actually have several specimens we've collected from the far-flung world, if you would like to analyze them. 
Oh, that sounds lovely. <laughs> Don't mind if I do. Worlds. I, I think I said world. There's more than one. <laughs> cool. So the captain uh, holds out her hand and directs you back to the good speed. Eventually, you guys are debriefed and let out of confinement. Pretty soon, you have orders to head back out on another one of your adventures. What do you do in between being released from your confinement and your next departure? Find out what my new job title is, because I thought it was sitting my ass in an, uh, in a laboratory experimenting. <laughs> yeah, so your title is lead scientist of the good speed, at least temporarily, until Star Force, <laughs> until we can take care of that little warrant. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Love that. Love, love, love how well everyone's utilizing my knowledge. You guys have about two weeks of leave, except for Dr. Ortiz, who's still wanted, who's still confined for the <laughs> speed. So, Mox and Tamara, what do you do with your time? Mm-hmm. Do you want to go first, Alex, or me? You can go first. So, Tamara will go and meet with this director of special projects and says, um, I'd like to cash in my favor if I could. Of course, Tamara. You've done good work for us. What What can I do for you? I need the location, all current intelligence you have on this individual. And she holds out a small card and a hologram appears above it of a woman in her late 40s, about 5'7", auburn hair, and a scar across her forehead just above her right eye. And that's my scene. Okay. Mox? I think Mox is using their newfound 15 lumen. To go on a pub trivia crawl. Oh my god. <laughs> and I think this time it goes better because like the more she hangs out with like Tamara and Stella, the more confident and decisive she's getting. So mm. you know, they get like third place this time. Nice. Good work. I'm pleased for Mox. And then Mox is improving. Dr. Ortiz has a previously unused lab, has a specimen has a bunch of specimens in storage above the good speed and she can't leave so what is she up to i think she's alternating between research and she's like if i'm stuck with these chuckle fox i better get in shape so she started doing sit-ups and that sort of thing like in between so she's like trying to get fit (laughs) nice she's like i'm gonna be able to punch them so good after this is over (laughs) she's like really unmotivated though so it's like usually while she's waiting for a test to finish running or something she's like okay i guess I will. I'm do it. Cool. All right. Well, this is another conclusion to another adventure. I won't forget this time. Everybody go ahead and take two XP. And <gasps> don't forget to mark your lumens. And 3,000. That was a special rate for Max and Tamara because it was a special job. Oh, I don't get any money. Okay, fine. I understand. <laughs> Lovely. Love it. <laughs> Everything I wanted out of life. <laughs> we kidnapped you. That was your reward. No, you can mark 3,000 lumens for yourself as well. Dope. All right. Mm-hmm. So, Marietta, what did you dig about the Stars or Fire or, or, or Rio Ortiz or whatever? Well, I liked the EVA walking. I might have liked to do more of that and had... More of that? I appreciated running around on spaceships, but I, I might have liked more of the, like, wild frontiers facing, <laughs> you know? Yeah, I would like to see more of, like, what it would be like for Rhea if she was not just being a scientist as she's done for most of her life. I think she's kind of gotten herself into a pickle a little bit, perhaps. I guess we don't really know yet, but 
yeah, I don't know. It feels like there's more to explore, which is always what happens when we play these other games in the cipher system, you know? It's like, ooh, this is cool. Let's check this out. Oh, wait. You, you don't want to play games five nights a week? You know, I do, but I'm currently a student. Uh-huh. <laughs> Apparently, I need to prioritize mm. school occasionally. Weird. <laughs> All right. So. Cool. All right. Here we are at our usual segment, which we call Player Intrusions, where one of us will give you, the listener, an XP to check out something we think is pretty cool. This week, it is Marietta. Hey, Marietta, what would you give our listeners an XP to check out? Well, first, I would ask you, are you tired of the global pandemic? Because if you are, there's a solution. It's called Pandemic, and it's a board game. Um, If you have, I think it's two to four people, you can play a board game called Pandemic. That's really cool. It was, I had never played it before, but it definitely been on the list of like, this is a cool game, and we'd had it on the shelf forever. And we recently acquired a couple of roommates, so now we have people to play board games with, which is bananas. So we were like, hey, there's a Pandemic. Let's play Pandemic. And it was great. I'm not sure that we followed all the rules Exactly. Might need to like watch a YouTube video if there's a convenient less than 10 minute one available. Some of the wording was a little confusing for like, like I got, you get different characters or like specialties and you can do specific things and you are trying to stop these outbreaks from happening all over the world. And so I was playing the researcher, but the asset verbiage was a little weird. And then it was different on the card than it was on the container. So we had to do some Googling and then it was fine. (laughs) Clearly I'm selling this. But it was a really fun game. I really enjoyed it because it was co-op, and I had not played very many, like, co-op games before that. And I kind of get, I don't know, sometimes I play with dudes, and they get a little competitive, and I'm just like, guys, can we just play a board game, please? Mm. So it felt, like, good to be collectively, like, doing a thing. Also, you feel like you're really successful, but with the way that game is set out with, like, outbreaks and, and, like, that sort of thing, it's really easy to feel like you're doing fine and then have it compound because... There's like an outbreak around or an epidemic around one city expands to all of them around it. And if any of them have enough infection rates, then they'll also be under an epidemic and that will spread more. So it'll really just like pan out if you aren't taking care of everything. But yeah, we didn't die from pandemic the first time we played, but it was really enjoyable. And I'm excited to play it again and have something, I don't know. I've heard really good things about it and I see why people are into it. And it wasn't like a super long game. I think mostly I just like that it was like a co-op thing instead of, I feel like most of ours are mm, competitive. Yeah. So it's like, let's save the world together. Let's work as a team instead of let's undermine each other, but we're really just nice. So yeah, you can do that turn. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. So you're trying to save the world from outbreaks and disease and you build research stations and then you collect cars of certain colors. And when you get enough of the disease color, you can take it to a research station and completely cure that disease. But there's like, there's three of them we were playing with four people, so the last one almost got us. So we were like, oh, Europe's fine. Europe was not fine. <laughs> Europe needed some help. <laughs> no, it's a really fun mm. game, but it can definitely tear a group apart. Well, it can also just, like, like we were very close to winning. Like, we had the cards for the last disease, and there was an outbreak, and it just, like, spread everywhere. So we were literally one outbreak step away from losing the game, and we had only been on step, like, three before that or something. It was like, Wow. <laughs> That easily could have been a loss right there. Yeah, and you know what? I want to say it's available. I think they there's a video game version. I think it's on Steam. So I think there's that opportunity. There is. It's also on iOS, too. Oh. Maybe even Android. Yeah, so you can play it online. Yeah, if there's a good way to play online, that might be really nice. Because mm-hmm. I've been thinking about that with, like, family and stuff. Like, how do you hang out right now? 
Yep. I only want to hang out with the three of us. I don't really think like Among Us or Jackbox is going to be great with three people. I don't so. know if the so there are expansions of the base board game as well that allow you to have more players, different roles and specialties. Okay. I don't know if that's made it online yet though. But right, I'm not there with it yet. I am starting to get there with Catan though. Now that I finally played it, so if any of you guys have Catan recommendations for expansions, like I heard there was a space one. I'm very curious about the space that's one. Exciting. It's quite large. Mm-hmm. All right. Anyways, pandemic. If you need a two to four person board game that's co-op and slightly scary and really show you how pandemics work, for instance, pandemic the board game. Mm-hmm. Check it out. Thanks, Marietta. If someone wants to reach out to us and talk to us about pandemic the board game, how can they do that? Well, if they want to be done now, they should just scooch on over to Explorers Wanted FM. F M. <laughs> And uh, <laughs> there's links to all of our social medias on there. For instance, we are active on Twitter. We're at Explorers Wanted there. And we're on Instagram at Explorers Wanted Podcast. And we are also on the Facebook page as Explorers Wanted Podcast. And if you're looking to support us financially, we are on Patreon as Explorers Wanted. And we have some stretch goals there. So if that's within your means to support us and you, you want more content from the EW team, Patreon is the way to go. And then... If you really want to hang out with us and talk about board games or your plants or your pet or movies or music or anything, you should come on over to our Discord. And there's links to the Discord channel on all of our social medias and our website. Or you could even just reach out to us on our Twitters, which we'll talk about later. And we happily send you a link. Although, honestly, if you want to help us, if you like the show... The best thing you could do for us is to tell a friend and tell them why you like the show and why they should listen to it. The second best thing you could do is to leave us a five-star review on a podcast directory, specifically Apple Podcasts, Podchaser, Stitcher. Those five-star reviews, especially if they have details, makes a huge difference in people checking us out, and it would make a huge impact on our listenership. If you didn't like the podcast or if you thought it was bad, Well, I've said this before in some ways, but I I need to remind you that every time we finish a recording, these guys lock me in a windowless room with only a sleeve of saltine crackers and a bowl of water for food. I'm not allowed to leave until I finish editing the episodes. Sometimes we pre-mix it for him. Please. I just want to see my family. If you want to reach out to us on Twitter, you can. You can find me at Anderlich, A-N-D-R-L-I-K. You can find me on Twitter at Stace Windu. You can remind me what I was doing at Realty Unicorn. I'm still giving Twitter the good college try, and you can see that attempt at I'm on a hike. All right. Well, that's it. That's this episode. Thank you for listening. Have a good night, weekend, whatever. Thank you again, and bye. What if people want to talk to us about pandemic? How can they reach out and do that? Well, if they don't want to listen Please to the rest of this. Come on, Stace. That sounded so like <laughs> All right. Hang on. <laughs> Thank you, Marietta. 
Thanks for not leaving me hanging this time, you guys. Also, sorry if you can hear my cat.